0: It's just a matter of figuring out how you are going to fill the day from that 8 to 5 or whatever your hours were, and sometimes that's a little bit overwhelming. So I would tell you, before you pull the trigger on a retire date, figure out what it is. Give yourself a little time to think about it, and then I'm I'm telling you, you will wind up being busier than, than you ever thought you would be. It's time for the Making Money Podcast with financial
1: advisor Lee Perkins. So are you somebody that makes excuses a lot, or are you somebody that's considering a t- retirement, but you're not really ready to take that next step and make that transition? Do you make excuses for why you don't want to do that? Well, if you do, you are not alone. A lot of people make those same excuses and aren't really ready to take that next step. And we want to help you out with that today. So we're going to identify some of the most common excuses people make when it comes to retiring, that keep them from retiring. And we'll do that today with Lee Perkins over at JL Perkins Wealth Management. Lee, how's it going? It's going well, Ben. Hope things are going well for you, too. They are, indeed. They are. Getting the new year started right and uh, and really just getting 2020. It's crazy to think that we're already in this decade, 2020. It it, it seems so such a uh, yeah. foreign number, but here we are.
0: It, it does. It does. And, and our topic today, Excuses, i probably already. I've got some excuses for why I'm already off my diet. Uh, <laughs> you know, not, not. Uh, you know, it's always a challenge. But hey, we'll we'll try to battle those excuses as we, we go along. Do you make a lot of resolutions every year? Usually not a ton, not a ton. It's not something that I kind of jump out, but my wife has been on, on me about just being more healthy. So that is sort of the resolution, probably the same one that everybody else has. So we'll see how long we can, we can keep this going this year.
1: Yeah, you know, after football season winds down, that's like always the time it's like, okay, time to detox, time to get clean, time to eat a little bit healthier for a little while. And, you know, now that football season is winding down, it's, that's kind of where I am as well.
0: Yep. Can't eat chicken wings for every meal anymore. (laughs) At least that's what she says. (laughs) And
1: pizza and beer. Yeah. You 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 got to avoid that. Yeah. You got it. Well, that's great. Well, let's look. We're going to get into that topic uh, shortly here on the excuses, but I want to throw a a headline your way and and see if you saw this news item and get your thoughts on it. But uh, adjusted for population, inventory of homes for sale right now is at its lowest level in almost four decades since they've been measuring the statistic. Baby boomers are remodeling and they're staying put instead of downsizing at the same rate their parents did. So this is a national trend. Does it fit with what you're seeing with your clients there in Macon?
0: You know, n- not really. I still see clients who are, who are downsizing. They, they don't want the bigger house that they've had. The one thing that I hear more than anything is they want a one-story house. They don't want stairs anymore. As they get older, they, they certainly don't want to fall down a set of stairs. And uh, so the one-story, the move to a smaller ranch, one-story house has been more popular among my clients. Now I do have clients that are are remodeling their houses, but it's not remodeling, um, you know, and putting in handicap entrances and things like that. I think that's probably where the the next phase of remodeling is going, rather than just new granite countertops. It's going to be handicap accessible uh, restrooms and uh, things like that. So yeah, that's that's more more in line with what we're seeing here.
1: Yeah, it's always interesting to see if you know a trend matches up locally as it does nationally, but still very interesting to see the inventory of homes is at its lowest level in 37 years. That's pretty hard to believe, but yeah. uh, that trend is uh, happening nationwide, but not as much so in Macon. So that's right. good to know. All right, we're going to get into our, our main topic. Uh, also, we have a Bag question coming up here in just a little bit as well, so stay tuned for that. A good question that came in uh, from one of our listeners that we'll get to before we close out the show, but our main topic today, as I mentioned at the top, is on excuses that people use to keep from retiring. And you know, sometimes people say they don't want to retire. And look, sometimes they really do mean it. But other times, it's really just a defense mechanism to compensate for the fact that they don't feel like they can retire. So let's explore some of the possible meanings behind that statement, quote, I don't want to retire. The first one that we hear is I love my career. Is it really that they love their career, Lee?
0: Well, sometimes they, a lot of people, they truly do love their career, but lots of times it's sort of a a defense mechanism because they don't really know what they're going to do in retirement. And um, the unknown is what scares them. Lots of times people hear that if they retire, their, their health can go downhill. So it's really a matter of, finding out sort of what that next phase of life looks like for them. You know, I mean, it's different for everybody. A lot of people, they love their their job so much, and they're very loyal to their company, and they, and they think that if they retire, their company is going to suffer. I'm here to tell you, the company is going to go on even <laughs> after you retire. As, yeah. as good as you are at what you do, they're going to replace you with somebody, and they'll either do the job as good as you do, better than you do or worse than you do, but the company's still going to go on and you've just got to be ready to go and begin that next phase of, of retirement.
1: Yeah, I always always think about that whenever I am like feel bad about calling in sick or trying to take a day off. The business is going to go on. It's the same way with retirement. They got here before you. They're going to keep on moving without you, even though you've been a valuable employee they're gonna find a way. So exactly. don't exactly. use that as an excuse. Yep. Um, another one kind of along those same lines, and this is probably one that I, I would assume that you hear quite a bit. This is one that a lot of people have, a concern they have when they go into retirement is they're gonna get bored, you know, rather than, they, they kind of want to keep working because they're, they're worried about not having responsibilities and just really getting too bored in retirement.
0: Yeah, I actually did a, a call this morning with a client who is retiring in about a month and they, the company's already come back to her and offered a basically consulting job afterwards the first day out of retirement. And so she's considering that, but she said, you know what, I also may want to just do something else outside. This person is a nurse outside of this field, not because I want the money or need the money, just to do something a little bit different. Um, and sometimes that that is something to consider. This lady actually has been working for 40 years for the federal government and that's a long time to do one thing. And so to me, I would probably explore something different if, if I were her because the money is not the issue. So, uh, But sometimes a lot of people, they think they're going to be bored. And it's just a matter of figuring out how you are going to fill the day from that eight to five or whatever your hours were. And sometimes that's a little bit overwhelming. So I would tell you before you pull the trigger on a retire date, figure out what it is. Give yourself a little time to think about it. And then I'm I'm telling you you will wind up being busier than than you ever thought you would be. And and most people generally come to me and say, "Man, I I don't even know when I had time to work." That's <laughs> I hear that all the time.
1: Yeah, and, and I would imagine that's part of when you're when you're working with somebody to create a plan is you want them to identify what their lifestyle is going to be, what they want to do in retirement. I mean, that's kind of Part of putting that plan together, and I guess factoring that in is hey, do you want to work at all? Do you want to have part time work? Do you want to be involved or do you want to be completely out of that arena altogether? Exactly. And sometimes the, just the
0: human interaction with other people is what people miss in the first part of retirement because they go to work every day and they have a set of friends and co workers that they see every day. And then when they retire, they don't see those people and there's not enough interaction. So you still need to be plugged in and engaged socially somewhere. Uh, or think, you know, you can be bored.
1: Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but that makes a lot of sense that, yeah. that human element's a big part of it. It is. Uh, the next excuse that people will use to keep from retiring, and this is a justified one, but they come to you, Lee, and they say, I don't think I have enough money to retire.
0: Right. This is sometimes one that we hear. We hear it frequently, but sometimes it's something I can quickly address and let people know that, hey, After we figure everything in and take into consideration social security, potential pensions, expense changes, and the ability to withdraw money from their assets, you're probably a little more ready than you thought you would be. But most people haven't sat down and put the pen to paper and done the calculation. We've got some really slick uh, planning softwares that we use that can tell, tell you in pretty much black and white language. Yep, you're either ready to retire, or you probably need to work a little bit longer. Or if you don't want to work a little bit longer, then maybe we need to just cut back a few expenses, or uh, you know, figure out a different way to make it happen. But yeah, a lot of people just assume that they don't have enough money to retire, uh, and, so, and many times that's not the case.
1: And that's and that's why you work with an advisor too, is to kind of take that guesswork out of it. As if Absolutely. you're working on your own, I mean, that if I'm trying to put together My plan, I look at my accounts and I say, okay, I've got X amount of money, but I don't know if that's going to work for me, but that's where an advisor comes in is to help you. Uh, There's no guesswork. Yeah,
0: 100%. I mean, you you don't diagnose an illness yourself and then treat it yourself. You you go to a a doctor, tell them your symptoms, they diagnose it, and then they treat it. It's the same thing with a financial advisor. And unfortunately, sometimes people think, well, I, I don't need an advisor. Trust me. Nine out of 10 people, more than that, 95 out of 100 people out there could absolutely benefit from using a financial advisor. And it's not always just about the return. Most of the time, it's not just about the return. It's about the planning that goes along with it and, and being prepared for the things that you don't even know about.
1: A lot of those traits that we talked about and we talked about last episode take us to our final excuse that people use when retiring. And that's when they say, look, I'm not really confident enough in my portfolio or my plan or my advisor to just walk away right now. But the thing is, a lot of times, Lee, they're, they're in a good shape, but it's just they don't understand exactly what they have.
0: Yeah. People look at their 401k statements while they're working and they just see a number. And, and frankly, lots of times, if it's not a, a random number, like a million dollars, they just assume that they don't have enough money. And and I tell people all the time a, a million dollars just it's just a million dollars it's not it may or may not be relevant uh, in your situation just you know and I've met people that have a million dollars in their four hundred one k that absolutely cannot retire they don't have enough money but I've met people that have two hundred fifty thousand dollars in their four hundred one k and they are fully prepared to retire because the other things the other situations the the other. Parameters, things in their life, those things are set up better. Their expenses are are less. Things are paid off. They don't have as much going out every month, and so they can do it on less money. So uh, again, that's where our our planning process comes in into play. And we'll let you know if hey you've got X amount of money and you need this much of a withdrawal every month. We'll let you know whether we think that is too high of a percentage. Uh, we'll actually run what's called a Monte Carlo analysis. And what that will do is actually run 10,000 scenarios of diff- varying levels of return and give you a percentage chance of success. Hmm. And those are important things for people to know. But you, you need to know that if, if you're not confident that your portfolio was enough, we, we can tell you, you know, we can run the numbers and tell you sort of stress test things and, and let you know whether or not it is actually uh, enough or not.
1: Well, if you met, if you have any of these excuses uh, for why you don't want to retire quite yet, or you feel like uh, any of these kind of hit close to home for you, chances are, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to be able to feel confident or really alleviate any of these fears unless you work with someone that can look at your finances as a professional and help you figure out, right? Do you have enough money? Do you need to continue working? Or should you be confident in your portfolio and your plan? That's what an advisor's for. And JL Perkins Wealth Management is over in Northside Crossing. They serve all of Macon area. So if you're in Macon or in surrounding areas, reach out to Lee. Go through your retirement plan. Or if you don't really even have one yet, time to start working on that now uh, and get ready for that retirement date and and get there to where you want to be. And they'll help you with that. You can find them online, jlperkinswealth.com. While you're there, you can schedule a meeting. You can also register for a seminar. Lee's always got seminars going on, so you can find the schedule there on the website. Or you can call 478-254-3550 to set up an appointment that way as well. So let's open up the mailbag before we finish the show. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. So every now and then, we will open up the mailbag, take questions from our listeners. So if you have one that you are curious about, you can send it in to jlperkinswealth.com. You can call Lee's office. He'll bring the the questions onto the show as well. Or you can leave us a comment, a review rating on our uh, podcast page, and we will answer it there as well. But this question comes in from Helen and Warner Robbins, who asks, my husband's military pension is a very nice monthly benefit, but after he dies, I don't get a penny of it. In retrospect, this was a mistake, but it's nothing we can change now. How do we address this problem moving forward? Yeah, this
0: is a common one that that we hear, uh, not just for folks with a military pension, but it could be some of the private pensions that are around here, you know, GEICO or or Georgia Farm Bureau or some of the other other places that are still fortunate, if you weren't there, you're fortunate enough to get a pension. Unfortunately, some people got bad information or didn't do enough planning and they chose the life only annuity. And when that person passes away, that pension or that annuity is gonna die with them. And so really the only thing you can do right now, since you can't reverse that, is you gotta replace the income and the only way to replace that income, or the best way to replace that income is really with life insurance. And you know I, I'm, I'm not a big product pusher. I don't like talking about one product or another, but there is no better way for you to replace income that could be lost in the future with somebody's death than with life insurance. And so, that Helen, that is definitely something that you should consider. Uh, that is, of course, one of the things that, that we can do for you. So uh, just give us a call, and uh, we will certainly explore the options and let you know what we feel might be best for you in your particular situation.
1: Yeah, as always, there's not always one correct answer. It's really looking at your entire uh, portfolio and your entire situation, Helen. And uh, once Lee has that, he can uh, really give you an answer. But hopefully that kind of gives you a a little bit of the direction that he would consider without knowing the entire picture, but you can always reach out to get the uh, the full answer uh, with Lee and his team at JL Perkins Wealth Management. So thank you for that question. And if you have a question, be sure to send it in to us, uh, jlperkinswealth.com. We will get to it in future episodes. And uh, we appreciate your time, Helen. So Lee, let's wrap it up on that note. It's been a good episode. Uh, hopefully anybody that's making excuses will consider uh, how to get around that and take the yeah. next step. Because we all want to get to retirement. That's the goal.
0: Exactly. And let's make 2020 the year of no excuses. And let's go ahead and and push past those. And if, you know, let's get if if you're thinking about retiring, no excuses. Come in. We'll look at them and address them and and see if we can help you.
1: Indeed. No excuses in 2020. That's going to be my motto to live by, Lee. I
0: I like it. I I appreciate
1: it. it. Thanks for listening to the Making Money podcast. We will have another episode in a couple of weeks. So make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Wherever it is you listen to podcasts, we will be right there. So thanks for listening. For Lee Perkins, I am Ben George. We will talk to you next time.